You are listening to the We Can Make a Difference podcast. Hello and welcome to the We Can Make a Difference podcast. Some of the biggest issues facing Gen Zers today are mental health and well-being, racial equity, access to equal opportunities, social justice, and the environment. Come join me as I explore how we can tackle these issues by talking to experts in the field who have made a difference. Let's learn from them so we can make a difference too. I'm your host, Anish Prasad, and with me today is the founder of Pro Inspire, Monisha Kapila. Um, Monisha, thank you for joining me today. How are you? Good. How are you, Anish? I'm good. Um, so let's get started. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and what um, led you to starting Pro Inspire? Sure. So I always say that my journey really started from my childhood. I was born and raised in Flint, Michigan. I am a first-generation immigrant. My parents had immigrated to Michigan from India. And growing up, I was really involved in my community, um, was very active in service work, and went to the University of Michigan, where I led a number of volunteer programs. I helped launch the first Gandhi Day of Service at Michigan and other programs similar to that. So when I was coming out of college, I was thinking about um, what did I want to focus on? I was really interested in um, taking my experience with nonprofits and building that into a career, but I didn't see a lot of opportunities for uh, me to take a job in that space. Um, at that time, a lot of the entry-level jobs were things that were mostly internships, so it didn't pay enough um, for me to be able to support myself, and um, it wasn't something that in the community was seen as an opportunity that you would pursue out of college. So I started in the business world. I spent a couple of years working in consulting, but I knew I wanted to do something more values aligned. And back in 2001, I took a leave of absence from consulting. I was working at Anderson at the time. And I went to India. This was right after there was a big earthquake in Gujarat, India. I was able to work with a nonprofit there called CARE, and they were doing work with micro-entrepreneurs whose businesses had been impacted by the earthquake. It was the first time I was able to see how I could take the business skills I had built and use them for social impact. And when I came back, I knew I wanted to continue doing that work. I ended up going to Harvard Business School. And after I graduated, I did a fellowship for MBAs to work for nonprofits. Uh, so it was uh, the first time I was able to see that there are ways to take the business skills and push them into a career focused on social impact. So a few years later, I decided to launch Pro Inspire. It was really based on some of the things I had noticed. Uh, when I had worked at nonprofits, I would often hear people say, we want to find more people like you. And that I took that to often mean a couple of things. One, um, they thought that the skill sets I was bringing were important. But two, I was bringing diversity. And that was something that was really lacking in the nonprofit sector in the U.S. Uh, and so when I launched Pro Inspire, we started with a fellowship program to expand talent pipelines. We brought in young business professionals. Uh, and folks who had never worked in the nonprofit sector and placed them in one-year fellowships. Um, but what we learned over time was it wasn't about expanding talent pipelines. We had to really shift culture uh, in the nonprofit sector um, to focus on racial equity and to support leaders um, to be, reach their potential. And so that's kind of the journey that I've been on that led me to launch Pro Inspire. Uh, that was in 2009. So now it's been 14 years. Wow. Um and you touch on it a little bit in your response, but could you just go a little bit more into depth as to what ProInspire does? 
Yeah. So we're a nonprofit and we consider ourselves uh, an intermediary. That means that we are actually supporting other nonprofits. So we're not working directly in communities. We're supporting nonprofits that work in communities. And we're focused on how can we support individuals who work in nonprofits to do their best work? How can we strengthen organizations? And then how can we influence the sector? And as we think about our mission to advance racial equity, um, that means supporting individuals, um, particularly BIPOC leaders and BIPOC staff um, as they expand their leadership. It means supporting organizations as they um, shift the work they're doing to focus on racial equity. And it means that we're trying to influence the sector by sharing our research and knowledge to shift the way um, expectations and practices in uh, nonprofits and philanthropy. Yeah. And when I was doing research on ProInspire, one thing I really liked was your tagline, which is activating leaders and accelerating equity. So could you tell us a little bit more about what this means? Yeah. So I think the things that are important to us is one, we use the term leadership at all levels. We believe that leadership is not a position that everyone has um, the ability to lead and influence from where they are. So that's what really activating leaders is about. And accelerating equity is we see that as the, the result, the outcome of the work that we do is to accelerate equity. Yeah. Um, and obviously, diversity, equity, inclusion, especially today, is such a pressing issue. And all it's a big focus for many organizations, or especially around the country. So in your view, what is working and what needs to be done differently? Yeah. You know, so one of the things that we've noticed at ProInspire was really in 2020, there was this kind of racial awakening in the nonprofit sector, which was um, a long time coming because many nonprofits are doing work in black and brown communities. So racial equity is kind of core to the missions they have, but oftentimes they weren't looking internally inside their organizations at um, what were the policies and practices they had? Um, who was in leadership? How were decisions being made? So I think what um, I see is um, promising is I think there's a recognition that in order for nonprofits and foundations who are giving away money and trying to focus on issues that are connected to racial equity, they actually have to look at themselves and think about what are the changes they need to make to be able to do that. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, obviously, right now for leaders, especially not diversity, equity, inclusion is super important. But why do you think that leaders need to be trained to accelerate equity in the first place? Does that have anything to do with like implicit biases or? Yeah. So I think in particular for the nonprofit sector, we see as equity as an outcome for nonprofits. So we're not looking at nonprofit organizations that are running programs and communities as doing it for charity, we actually see the result as equity, closing gaps. Uh, and so to us, that actually is the outcome of the work that nonprofits do. And so if we aren't equipping people who work in those organizations with the skills around diversity, equity, inclusion, they actually can't achieve the missions they have. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit more about what a training program at ProInspire would look like? Yeah, so I can tell you about um, some of the programs we have for individuals. Um, one of them is called Catalyst Collective, and it's not a training program. We call it a community of practice. It's really a place where we bring together uh, leaders of color. Uh, we are focused on um, people who are an executive director or senior leader. 
leadership teams at nonprofits. Uh, and we focus on BIPOC leaders, Black, Indigenous, and people of color leaders in those roles. And the community practice, we're bringing them together to really um, support them around uh, what uh, they name they need to be strong leaders. Uh, and it's not about skill building. It's actually about inner well-being. It's about preventing burnout. It's about supporting their organizational cultures and also sustainability. How can they generate the resources that are needed for their organization to do its work? So that's an example of a program that we have. And we bring together folks uh, in convenings where they might come together for three days for in-person gathering. Um, we also will do some virtual uh, regular monthly sessions where leaders are sharing with each other what they're doing and what their challenges are. And then we also um, have folks get the opportunity to work with coaches or other advisors to support them with their goals. Yeah. Um, so that's an example yeah. of yeah one of the programs that we run. Yeah. And um, you obviously talk about, um, you know, trying to promote diversity, equity, inclusion. Maybe one of the issues, one of the reasons that that is an issue is because of biases. So I was wondering if throughout your journey, if you experienced any biases that inspired you to start ProInspire, no pun intended, but. Yeah, um, I, absolutely. I think some of the biases that are actually built into the nonprofit sector um, is really that so many organizations have been um, based around a charity mindset. So when I was first coming out of college, um, the expectation for nonprofits to pay a decent wage was not there um, because it was really seen as charity work. So it was seen as someone who had privilege um, would do for little pay because they were helping others not really as this is work you do because it connects to what you need. Uh, and so I think that's an example of how bias has been built into a lot of the nonprofit structures. One of the big shifts that um, we've seen when I started ProInspire in 2009, a lot of nonprofits had unpaid interns, and that was the way they would find people to hire into the jobs at the organizations. But if you think about unpaid internships, that really reinforces biases. The people who can do unpaid internships are the ones who already have resources um, and can do unpaid work like that. So that's an example of something that I experienced, which is when I wanted to go work for nonprofits, um, I didn't, there weren't opportunities that would actually pay me enough. It was sort of seen as something I'd have to volunteer for. And I didn't have the privilege to be able to do that. Yeah. So is ProInspire paying their employees um, right now? Is ProInspire paying, sorry? Do ProInspire pay their employees? Yes. Yeah, so we we pay all of our employees and we pay market rates. So it's really important for us. Um, it's core to the work we do, which is how do nonprofits actually uphold their values? And so that means um, for staff, and particularly, we think it's important to have staff that reflect the communities it, that the nonprofits are working with. And so um, that means you have to pay um, market rate. It's not something that's a charity endeavor for people who work it there, but actually it's work that uh, needs to be paid for. Yeah. So how are you able to raise the money given that you guys are a nonprofit? Obviously, where do you guys get the money from to pay your employees? Yeah. So we get um, money from a couple different sources. One is we do get philanthropy. And so that can come from foundations. So large foundations that will give us grants for the programs that we run. We also have individuals who donate to support our work. Um, and then the second area of um way that we get money is we charge for some of our services. So for some of our programs, people will pay a fee to participate in them. So because we're an intermediary, we're a little bit unique in that we can charge for our services and nonprofits or people who work at foundations um, can pay for those. 
Yeah. And obviously one of the main themes of this podcast is that anyone can make a difference. So yeah. I was just wondering what type of resources did you have available to you when you were first starting out Pro Inspire? Yeah. So when I was first starting at Pro Inspire, I really went to a lot of different free um, events so I could learn a lot about the nonprofit sector. I had already worked at multiple nonprofits, but I had never started something. So there's a number of things that are out there. Young Nonprofit Professionals Network is an organization that has chapters in many cities across the United States. And I went to some of their events. Uh, Foundation Center, which is now part of Candid, is a national network of um, organizations focus on helping people learn about the nonprofit sector. Uh, so those are some of the things that when I was first starting out, I really turned to, to help me learn more to be able to launch the organization. Yeah. Um, and through ProInspire, what impact do you hope to make or how do you want the world to be different through ProInspire? Yeah. So for me, what is important is that leaders are thriving and particularly leaders of color who are working at nonprofits. And so how I want the world to be different is they are able to lead organizations to do the work that's needed in communities. And they're able to bring their experience to uh, support those organizations. And obviously for starting nonprofits, because nonprofits are one of the best ways to make a difference. How, what is the most important aspect of making a impactful nonprofit organization? Yes. Well, I definitely tell people I don't recommend starting a nonprofit as your first choice. So I think there's a lot of ways to make a difference that don't involve starting a nonprofit. The reason I say that is there's a lot of bureaucracy when you launch a nonprofit. Um, a nonprofit means that it has a specific status from the IRS. And that means that when people make contributions, they get a tax deduction. So that's why it has a specific status. But that also means there's a lot of regulation as a nonprofit. So I encourage folks when they have a great idea not to go straight to starting a nonprofit, but to actually just launch a project. And it's something you can do without having a nonprofit. Um, there's also organizations called fiscal sponsors that can um, take your project and, and help be the, the nonprofit behind it. Um, but I think that um, one of the big benefits of nonprofits, is it's very clear that your bottom line is the mission. Um, when you're um, in a for-profit, usually the bottom line is the profit margin. Um, sometimes it might be a dual where you're looking at profit and social impact. But in a nonprofit, you're very clear your mission is the bottom line for the organization. Mm -hmm. And obviously through like entrepreneurship or starting a nonprofit, one of the most important things is identifying a problem. So I was wondering, does that problem just come through like what you experience through life or is there any other way you can find what that problem is that you really care about? Yes, I think that um, starting with your own experiences is one of the best ways to think about what are the problems that you want to focus on. Because if you have lived experience with something, you're able to bring that to what are the needs that need to be addressed. Um, the, you know, there are things where you can say, I want to go start something, but I'm going to go learn about what the issues are. Um, but I think in that case, I would say go work for other organizations or volunteer with organizations. I don't think you need to start something unless you've experienced something and you see that there's not enough organizations that are focused on it. Yeah. And lastly, before we close out, I was wondering what advice you have for young people like myself who want to make a difference, but they just don't know where to start. So don't think they have the resources. Yeah, I would start by saying really get involved in your community. There are so many ways now for young people to get involved, um, whether that is volunteering or activism 
activism, um, being involved with um, groups that are protesting or have similar interests to you. And you can think about what are the ways that you can contribute your skills to some of these important needs. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, this is great. Um, is there anything else, anything else you would like to say before we close out? No, I just think this idea that um, everybody can lead is so important. And so um, all of your listeners hopefully will take that to heart and find ways that they can lead in their community. All right. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. See you next episode.